Welcome to the Grandstand Golf Podcast. I am Kevin Bapti, and I'm joined, as always, by my brothers, Adam. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Craig. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Adam, why don't you tell us what we just saw at this year's Masters Tournament? Yeah, so DJ won. I don't know if you guys saw that. Dustin Johnson won. <laughs> uh, dominant, I mean, throughout the entire tournament. Sunday, we had a couple charges. I mean, that early one from Rory. We had Sung J.M. We had Cam Smith. I mean, DJ didn't really give an inch. It was it was a it was a record breaking historic Masters, twenty under breaking the record there, and record for fewest bogeys in a tournament with four That's across crazy. the entire tournament. Uh, so, I mean, Craig, does this? We've talked about Dustin Johnson a lot and number of wins and all that. All that does this but change? It's hard legacy? not. It's hard not to talk about Dustin Johnson a lot because he's been like either winning or runner up in like the last six tournaments he he's Every played tournament in, basically. He plays. Yeah. So does this win change his legacy, Craig? Uh I think obviously it does. I mean, anytime you win a major, uh, you know, especially I think I was looking it up, there's 141 people who have won one major. There's eighty-four okay. who have won two or more. So like you move yourself from like this huge chunk to this smaller chunk and then you know he's 36 years old so you get further and further up that list there's there's being a two-time major winner in and of itself who knows what he does in the future that right there is a totally different legacy to me than being a being a one-time major winner plus he gets to play in this one for another 30 years if he wants to yeah Yeah. there you go (laughs) yeah i totally agree with you i think that two majors is a lot different than one you can kind of back into one by accident almost uh two it shows a a you know a consistent level of play in these big tournaments that um you know it's a it's a more elite group like you say and yeah. uh yeah he, he certainly deserved it after all the hardship he's had in majors with 54 hole leads it's been well <laughs> yeah. documented you know he went out and and totally demolished the field yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and and I think in terms of legacy too, his legacy to this point has been a little bit an inability to like being so good, all of the things that he's done, yeah. and an yeah, inability yeah. to win majors. So yeah, it's sort of like Phil's first half of his career, where it was like for a while he was the best player not to win a major, and then it's like okay, well, like you know, and then he started to stack them up, and then yeah. no one how- thinks about Phil that way anymore. I know we've mentioned it on the pod before, but how old was Phil when he got his first major? So it was 04, so he would have been 34. Right, so, you know, what did he? what is he at now, five? So, so I actually have, uh, <laughs> we're skipping a question here, but, okay, but okay. I have one of my questions here is, how many majors do we think DJ's going to win? So he's 36 now, this is his second. Uh, I just, I got some numbers here on where people were at, okay, how many they okay. had Let's when they it. were 36. So Phil had three. He ended up with five. So he actually okay. had a very good... Well, cons- the, the current total is five. The current total is five. He's still <laughs> out there working on it. Um, oh, Fal- yeah. So uh, Faldo had five at 36, ended up with six. Ernie had three, ended up with four. DJ Singh, who like we know typically as someone who had a good later career, he had right. two, ended up with three. Uh, and then just a few of the big names, Nicholas, 14, ended up with 18, Palmer and Watson, both. Uh, so Palmer had seven, ended up with seven, and Watson had eight, ended up with eight. So they none of them won anymore after 36. Um, Tiger, I think we all know the numbers on that one. So, I mean, I think, Kevin, you think DJ is going to win the next four. 
Right? Well, that's right. I, I called <laughs> the next five going into this tournament, so he knocked off the Check. first one. <laughs> Check. Um, no, I mean, the way he's playing, there's no doubt that he could. he's going to contend in the next ones. I mean, he never finishes outside the top ten. His four yeah. is like a T6, it seems like. It's just so funny, like, with how he won it. Like, I just can't get the word dominant out of my mind. It, how he won this one, is it almost, like... I go back to how has he not won more up to this point? Like I know, I, I think when he plays won- like this, when he plays like this, you just can't understand how he doesn't win everything. <laughs> yeah, like he's so dominant. But I think in part, in part, that is he wasn't this complete of a player until the last right. few years. Yeah. You know, like he didn't have the wedge game and the short game and all the pe- like he was his ball striking has always been world class, but he's filled in all of the pieces. And I think like the last, the last hurdle has been the mental game and the confidence and like the, you know, the, the composure, the, yeah. the wherewithal, you know? No, I, I liked how he talked to you. Yeah. I liked how he talked uh, leading into it as well yesterday. I believe it was at his press conference talking about how he knows how he reacts in these situations. He's been in them enough times, um, yeah. both in, in regular tournaments and in majors with 54 whole leads. He says he knows how, he reacts and he knows how to deal with that now. And that's a huge part of it. You know, like the first time you're in that situation, you might succeed and you might not. And if those might nots kind of pile up on each other, they can, it can become a, a major hurdle, hurdle to overcome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel like he was carrying that burden. He just, he had a game plan and he went out and he executed it. Well, he also doesn't look like he like I, when you heard him speak in in Butler Cabin, he was talking about how he was nervous the whole time. Like Adam, do you, did you think he looked nervous when he was going through his round? No, man, it's just like classic DJ. Like he's kind of hazy eyed. Like he just kind of saunters around, see ball, hit ball, take a little bit more time on the greens. I mean, I, I didn't think he looked nervous. I, I mean, it, at the end, I think you could see a little bit of emotions, but he had such a wide gap that. You're like, okay, just, I mean, just finish it. Just go par, par, whatever you need to do. Yeah, I think the only point where it felt nervous to me was after bogey, bogey on four and five. And I think it was Sanjay at that point that was within was one. one. That's the only point where it seemed, and I, it wasn't anything he did. It, it, maybe it was just everything about the moment. That's the only point where it was like, man, like this is, this is a game all of a sudden. It was, it was just going to be a, a coronation, but now we got a, we got a match. And I think those the, both those bogeys too, though it wasn't like he he made big mistakes. He still had, you know, solid. He he mentioned this, but solid looks at par, and he said he hit good putts, yeah. he hit them where he wanted. He just he just missed them. He just and found the bunker I, off the tee and like things like that. Like I mean, I it mean, happens, right? The one mistake I think he made was probably his third shot on two, which he ended up getting away with a par there. But he didn't, you know. Typically, guys are looking to at least birdie that hole. That's almost um, a bogey. On yeah, it's there. almost yeah. a bogey. So. You know, he had a few hiccups in the first five holes there that kind of made you start thinking this, you know, who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, like number six was a total turning point. Birdie, bogey um, with him and Sungjae there and, and the rest is history, really. He never so I, I went completely off track. Are we looking for a number? You want us to say yeah, a number? Yeah, I was going to say, so back to the question. Plant or flag? Okay. Yeah, so, so I mean, a, a little context. Obviously, those names I was giving you, there's few that have won more than one. Like, Nicholas has a lot um, after this age. Mm-hmm. Bill has a couple. But basically, everyone else won either one or zero after this age. That said, I think DJ is probably 
playing at a higher level or cl- close to a higher level than anyone for a 36 year old. I also think just the trend of golf, we're going to see 40 year olds compete for a lot longer just with fitness, health, all that. Like, like you see Tom Brady now, like there's no way back in the day that quarterbacks in their early 40s were competing like they are. Like I they're think not, we're going to see they're that. They're not cooling down with a cigarette and a glass of whiskey? <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, so, okay, let me do, I mean, okay, so if he's 36, you said right now? I'll, I'll be first. Let me okay, go, go ahead. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I'm going to say five, five total. Five total? Oh, man. I didn't want anybody to steal that one. <laughs> um, so I'm saying three more. Probably the next three, but five well, total. I was going to say, you already have him down. For... <laughs> I'm going to go out. Let me. Yeah, okay. You guys take stake your claims on. Yeah, I'll oh. say five. Okay, Craig, you go next because I that kind of ruined mine. <laughs> I got to figure out if I'm going to go high or low from that. I'll go, I'll go four. I think I think he's gonna so most of these guys I mean you can say the same number call it over under 4.5 or 3.5 or something I don't know whatever you want but I I think I think he has more majors in him I think winning majors are very hard I think he winning at Augusta and being able to come here I think he's going to be competitive here for the next at least the next five years assuming he doesn't have any bad injuries uh I think he's always going to be competitive at the U.S. Open. We, I don't know. I'd have to look at his uh, his Open Championship uh, background. It's I actually don't... okay. He's got he's got three top tens. Well, I mean, he does have the career runner up slam going into this, so um, obviously <laughs> his... he has been good there. And you know what? I was thinking about that. Let's let's just talk about it now. Too well, Craig. I guess you you gave your four Adam or you. I'll, I'll say five plus. I don't know if that makes it better. Oh. If you want to, you know what? I'll go five, but I'll I'll add this. He's going to get two Masters. He'll get it. He'll get another one at Augusta. Another one. Okay. So, yeah. so then so, the obvious next question. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Slam is the Grand Slam in play? No, he can't win the Open. You don't think he? And why not? His ball flight's too high. Those, <laughs> what a hot those UK wins. <laughs> um, I think he can. I don't think he will. I think he. I think he can. I think he's good enough that he can win the Open, and I think his short game is good enough that he can. He he, he does have a high ball flight, but. You know, Phil had a high ball flight too, and he managed oh, yeah. to win the Open. So I just um, think it's incredibly hard. Like it's not, yeah. it's not that I, I don't think he can. It's just that I, I think that it's it's hard to win. Man, it's he, hard he to win, win all it. of these different ones. He, he can, can definitely win, win a PGA Championship. There, yeah. oh yeah, I, I believe it for the next few years. There, there are big ballparks where you know it's bomb and gouge city. So he's got the game for that. Um, and I think he can. I think Augusta is always going to be a good course. Yeah. So, or what are you are you reconsidering four? Do you want to go higher? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm I'm happy with four. That said, I love I'm a huge DJ fan. I think he's gotten so much flack for so long for so many reasons. I, agree. I would yeah. love it if he ends up with six or seven. I'd have absolutely no problem with that. Um, you know, shut up some of these old timers who uh, I don't know. I, I think it's harder to win majors now. So I think DJ in this era, if he won something like five, six, seven, I think to me that that's great that is that is greatness you know oh absolutely 100 percent. yeah i agree and last question on dj here it's got to be asked is mm-hmm. the master scoring record 20 under is it legit why would it not be legit just to, to yeah, clarify I, I, so so the course played very soft um i think that there was scoring you know hitting into greens was different um i think that if you look at at places where balls would stay instead of rolling down into catchment areas, all of these things made the course play easier this week than it had. I mean, we had Cam Smith and Sung Jae both at fifteen under. 
it was shocking how many balls stayed on banks this week. Yeah, yes. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, don't tell that to Tiger. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, like, they're a staggering number. I think I, w- I was watching some highlights uh, preparing for this, and I saw a number on the bank of 13. I've never seen balls stop on the bank on 13, like, in front of the green there. They always go back. That's a steep bank. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So... But all that said, I do think it's legit. You still have to go out and do it. Um, he, I don't, I can't think of any times DJ was really on any banks or any, you know, saved in that manner anywhere. Um, right. Yeah, he probably had a little bit easier time holding greens and, um, you know, maybe attacking some pins, but he still had to do it and he did yeah. it. Oh, and yeah. He, and, he, and he had to make the putts. So, um, yeah, I think it's legit. I mean, it's I think in it's one hundred percent legit. It's in I, the record I, books. No ax, no asterisks. So, I mean, I also just think with the group of players we have, it might not stand for a decade. Like it, it could be caught. Um, and if it's caught in April, it might be a little bit more impressive. But I think it's one hundred percent legit. I I agree. I think it is legit. I think when you saw DJ even asked about it in in Butler Cabin, uh, the fact that he commented you know like it was playing a bit differently this week like i think that will always be associated with with this 20 under record that like oh yeah like you know without a doubt great he he was what five it ended up 15 was second right ended up five clear of everyone else in the field um but i think there always will be like that little little but it was a, a weird masters this year um, I think I think in Butler Cabin too. He didn't want to just rub it right in Tiger's face. Yeah, be like, <laughs> remember when this guy used to be good? Now it's me. Um, was that staggering to anybody else? It kind of reminded me how big DJ is. Is that he made like Tiger's like six one or something, and he made him look pretty short. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anything more on Dustin before we move on? Um, I'm sure there's things that are, I'm going to kind of come I'm, to my mind yeah, here as we say, talk about it. Up the episode, I'm sure. All right. Well, yeah. well, let's talk about some of the, the, Oh uh, no, sorry. One thing real quick. And I could save this for our picks later. Um, I was looking at, at DJ's recent record and then I was thinking how happy I am to have him still as a one and done pick. And then oh, I was thinking yeah. it, it must really suck that you picked him on the week that he did the worst of like his past three a months. Six. Yeah. Whoa, I know. Six. What a bum. What it's too finish. it's too bad, but I mean, how can you guys even question the pick the way he's playing? I mean, it was obvious. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah, shocked yeah. he didn't win. Craig, now that um, you bring that up, I feel like it's going to be in my head when to pick him. Like I'm going to be, it's going to be the last tournament of next year. It's going to be because I'm going to be so scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't second guess that. I just pulled the trigger, and you know what? I'll I'll live with the consequences, which right now is a a lead. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the, the main contenders. I guess the guys that finished tied second first off, Cameron Smith and Sung JM. Um, Adam, do you want to start? I know, or, or who, uh, who picked who put, Craig? Cause he, yeah, Cam Smith had, was your sleeper, right? Yeah, I was thinking for a while there, it almost looked like, you know, Adam picked Ortiz last week. I Cam know. Smith coming down the stretch. There was moments where I thought he could, he, he missed a, a, a couple putts that, could have put that little bit more pressure. I mean, ultimately, DJ ended up running away with it, um, uh, going even lower. But uh, he could have put a bit more pressure on him. But just generally, I th- I was so impressed by him as a player. I think his ball striking is never going to be... He's never going to be a, a 
Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy type, but he is to me the thing that I was thinking as he was playing. He reminds me of like a young Ian Poulter, where he's just kind of like he's just gonna will his way into like making low scores. Like when he made a birdie out of the trees, and then uh, on I want to say seven, and then he came back seven and nine. Seven and nine, and knocked it to like a foot and a half two feet um and then combine that with all of the times both today and and throughout the week that he was scrambling and and making big putts to save pars and all that kind of thing it just kind of reminded me of that polter type where you're like there's nothing about his game that's just like oh yeah he's the best driver of the golf ball or anything like that it's more just like he putted unreal this week he he was number one in putting was he not I yeah, but like that's that's Sunday. the type of thing that like gamers do. It's it's less yeah. like it's just someone who's a competitor, yeah. and and he yeah. just seems to have that. And we saw it, you know, he he's establishing a reputation as a Presidents Cup guy um, and the match play mentality. And it just it reminds me a bit of a of a Poulter back when Poulter was young and and on his way up. He's certainly uh, establishing himself as an Augusta guy too. Mm-hmm. With his last couple yeah. of results, so a fifth um, and a second. I don't, I don't I, think I don't know if that's going to be able to be a sleeper pick anymore. The way his record's stacking up there, but uh, who knows? I think maybe like, you can maybe you can pick him as a sleeper when he's forty six. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a Sunday that was, I mean, the front nine was probably more exciting when the scores got a little bit closer. But it was a lot of fairways and greens, and then just like opportunities from there. Cam Smith provided, I mean, like that entertainment, that thrill, like mm-hmm. his his shot going over the trees or from the pine straw on nine where it just got over the bunker. Like those are really cool kind of a Sunday at Augusta type shots. So just yeah. real quick, that shot from the pine straw on nine. And I think it was Nance that said like, oh yeah, it was a foot from getting into that bunker. That thing was like a half inch from like when it was on the, <laughs> on the edge and it was like rolling and you're like, oh, it rolled onto the green. It was like a half inch from going yeah, the yeah. other way and rolling into the bunker. There's definitely been some magic from those trees over the years. So it was cool right. to see somebody pull that off, especially since he was, he was kind of still, you know, if DJ faltered, he might've had a chance to make a run on the back there. So it was, it was really yeah. Oh, yeah. clutch yeah, yeah. at the time, both seven and nine. Huge. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. So Sung Jay, um, I mean, I, my impression of Sung Jay was that his short game was unbelievable. He had some <laughs> yeah. chips that were just like, uh, like in my notes here, I have, on five, six, he ended up missing the par putt on six. Um, Fifteen, that shot he hit from almost in the water, but on sixteen, he got up and that down. Just for I can't there. believe Perfectly he got up and down like, from there. That was amazing. That shot, um, and and yeah, five and six too. Five, he was in the same spot. Cam Smith was and just hit an unreal chip. Six, he hit a great chip. He just missed the two. Putt. Like, he hit a great chip from from the yeah. Back that's the right. Yeah, he, I mean, he was. It was unreal. His composure in that in that spot was amazing. Like I didn't, I kind of thought of Sungjae as a guy who he can he can kind of run with the best of them at the you know early in the mm-hmm. tournament and get out in front. But I I didn't know he had the chops on him to to battle well, the way he did. And he he sort of comes off as more like you know he's going to get his thirty five starts a year and get a lot of fifth to 20th so at the end of the year he's up there in in the fedex cup rankings and everything but i just did not think he had the the i don't even know what it is but i didn't think he was going to come into augusta the first time playing here 
and 22 years old. He set the record for first time score at Augusta with 15 under. Uh, I I didn't think that he would. I mean, his own goal going into the tournament was to make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So to be in contention at the end of it, that I was, it was just awesome. So I guess that that is something to bring up in terms of the the scoring record being legit and everything. To have two guys at 15 under, 15 under. Um, I heard a stat would have won all but seven Masters tournaments. So, yeah. um, you know, it is a historically low scoring year. Um, but both those guys played very, very, very well to get there too. Um, so, you know, but but again, that does speak to the scrambling a little bit softer, mm-hmm. slower conditions, maybe a little easier to scramble. So, um, I mean, when I'm doing my research for the 2021 Masters in April, I'm going to have an asterisk on this one because I do think the course did play differently. But yeah, in terms I just of want to hear record. what you have to say about Sungjae, though. You, I mean, you're the one that got me excited about this guy in the first place. He's basically one of your boys. Man, Sung, he absolutely is one of my boys. I was just doing some research there to make sure that I was correcting it. But um, one big reason to cheer for Sungjae is I'm pretty sure in South Korea, there's mandatory military service before the age of 28. And if he wins a medal at the Tokyo Olympics, he would be exempt from that. Um, Otherwise, so he has to serve it. Yeah, he has to serve it for eighteen to twenty-one months. He's twenty-two now, so he has, uh, I mean, about four years. He has two Olympics, years. two Olympics, he has two Olympics. To try. And yeah. apparently, he said he's not sure if a green jacket would exempt him, but it's never been done before, so I'm not <laughs> sure. But I mean, that's that's something. It's a cool thing to watch out for. Like how that'd be pretty cool that's... He, he has until he's 28 um he because he has to serve the two years before he's 30 and yeah. there's been uh, there's been precedents of other golfers um i, I forget the right. name at the moment but uh there's somebody who i believe was in the in the top 50 in the world he went and when he came back he said his swing felt great but he had forgotten how to play golf and he's now like the, how to play in a competitive tournament yeah. and like yeah. how to just how, to, how to game like, kind of worried about Sungjae. Yeah. like Ugh. so that's another reason he plays so many tournaments i think you know like well i'd also know. be curious to know i know in different countries that have mandatory military service there can be all kinds of um you know for high level athletes say uh, right. There can be ways of doing it in almost like a public re- relations capacity. Um, and I'd be curious to know in in South Korea whether there is like being a, an ambassador. Um, and and so you can kind of do your sport, but then also you're doing things publicly. Um, I, but I you'd have to look at other sports, I think. Like, I don't think yeah. we have the history in golf to know whether that is a possibility. Um, and golf yeah. is, I mean, golf is huge in Korea. Like. Mm-hmm it's it's massive so i'm through i'm sure if cj uh what are they cj corporation has anything to say about it they'll they'll try to keep him out there playing because <laughs> yeah, no uh, or pulls them up at nine bridges wherever this wherever the cj yeah. cup was played yeah <laughs> um all right well let's move on to some other big names and and get your thoughts on them first let's start with justin thomas craig why don't you tell us what you think about justin's week so i mean to me it, it I don't know what he ended up fourth fifth somewhere around there fourth. it was just a very disappointing like it, it's one of those ones you're going to look at I think down the road when you're looking at his Wikipedia page and be like oh yeah like fourth he was pretty, right in that one he was never like after uh, Friday at the end of Friday he was right there uh, but he was never in this on the weekend or at least on Sunday um, I was just I was really disappointed 
with JT, and I think, you know, uh, I think was it Kev you that picked him as as a potential guy to win? Yeah, um, here's my. And the one thing we we brought up as as a major weakness for him is that he can get loose off the tee, and that's what we saw being a little bit his Achilles heel was there was just swings he had where. He would have to, you know, he would spray it and he would have to punch out. I mean, his double on one was him punching out and he didn't have a good punch out. But 13, you know, he he pulled one left there into the trees. Um, he just, it's it's sort of like, JT, we're not looking for him to have good major finishes. We're not looking at him to win PJ Tour events. Like, he's at the point where he needs to start stacking up Masters. I think he's 27 now, maybe he's turn 28 but he's he's in the prime he needs to start stacking him up if he wants to to really have a, a four five six you know if he wants to have a lot when it's all said and done he needs to start winning these and right now his inconsistency i would say off the tee or like inability to to just maybe like one or two less of those a tournament is really hurting him yeah you know uh, he I think he he made at least one double, maybe two doubles in the first two days, the first two rounds, and was still tied for the lead. Um, and then Dustin continued to play, continued at that level of play, and JT just couldn't he couldn't match it. He had I want to say he had four bogeys on his last six holes on Saturday, and that just that just killed him. I mean mm-hmm. he he had a chance maybe not to go, to be tied for the lead with Justin Thomas or with. Dustin Johnson going into Sunday, but he had a chance to be within striking distance, and those just it just killed it. It that was his tournament right there, the back nine on Saturday. He had, I, I want to say he was he was two over over the final six holes, and at Augusta you got to score on those holes if you mm-hmm. want to win the tournament. Um, it was just disappointing for me. I yeah I, I had picked him to win. He was my biggest stake going into the week as well. I had staked uh, Dustin as well, but I would have. I would have had a bigger win if if Justin would have won. So I was definitely rooting for those two to kind of go out in front and and duke it out. Um, and and Justin has the game to do that, and it was just disappointing that he couldn't find it when he needed to and and make the big shots in the big moments. That's what uh, we're waiting for. With, I, with, I I kind of feel like I have to interject and disagree with you. Like I mean, we're talking about a fourth of the Masters. I know you guys are saying it's disappointing, but I mean, he's third in the world. You'd have to like. Any of these guys, JT, Rory, uh, Rom, they would have to play near perfect to get to 20 under, 21 under to catch DJ. Like, there wasn't a lot that went wrong with JT. I mean, he he, he is only 27. Like, let's, he got fourth of the Masters. It's not bad. Like, he limited some mistakes. He made some. But he's going to be hang around. This is, a, this is a positive moving into the next Masters. For sure. And I don't, I don't, it, it's positive as far as he's trending up. You know, that was part of my, my, the process of him being my pick was that he's continued to improve and this is a continued improvement. But again, I don't think that's what he's looking for at this time. He's, he's looking to put it together. Uh, yeah, of course he'll be disappointed. All these guys are huge. Like they're competitors, of course, but I, I don't know. I don't think we can, any of those guys within the top 10 of the leaderboard really say like quote unquote disappointed. I don't know. That's just, well, my... I think it's, it's more so to me because if after 36 holds you're tied for the lead, if you're if you're a Justin Thomas or John Rom, who we'll get to in a sec, like in a major for them, those are the opportunities that they and I and I get that like when you have one, two, and three in the world all tied at the lead, 
only one of them ultimately only one of them can win but yeah. it's it's that the disappointing thing to me was more that like dj was the only one that then like continued that pace and or took it to the next level whereas it felt like uh rom and jt i mean J, jt got some scoring uh especially in the later half this the second nine it's not the back nine guys the second nine right. um right. today but but it was it was more that like i expected all three of them to be pushing each other throughout the weekend and we just didn't see that yeah so why don't we why don't we move on to rory rory so you say <laughs> he was the one guy he did close essentially on dustin i mean given that at he was 10 shots back of him going going into the second round he closed um but i mean he sure dug himself a hole before he did that yeah Uh, okay i'll just throw to one i just want a one word answer from you guys will rory complete the grand slam at some point in his career yes yes Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I think I think there's good things to take away. He shouldn't have spotted the field three strokes. I was worried that my pick was not going to make the cut. But he spotted I mean, the field more than that because, like, he should have been two, three yeah, under. Yeah, the scoring average was it was low on Thursday. It was also just a weird Masters because we didn't have round ends at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. there was no, like, sitting on a 54-hole or... Um, halfway point lead i mean it was a one hour break uh saturday morning right that added an interesting dynamic though to it as well because i think that gave some people an advantage to see where everybody was at and what holes they had left and potentially you know take advantage of it um i think rom is a guy that we haven't brought up yet but or so so i i don't want to move on to him yet because i just want to i want to get into rory here so i think rory is very aware of his legacy. And I think he's very aware <laughs> That's because everyone reminds him of every well, turn totally. on that property. Like even, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about it in, in a showdown <laughs> yeah. video, but like on Friday, Balionis. or sorry, Saturday, uh, Amanda Balionis is asking Rory about his round and like, oh yeah, like, you know, another chance to go out there and get the career grand slam tomorrow. And he's like, like at that point, DJ wasn't <laughs> done yet, but you could see him like, he kind of like... It wasn't, it wasn't even, I was so, it was at the end of the interview. He's like, yeah, like, sure. She's like, good luck with your baby. Have fun with your baby and good luck chasing that grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you can see he was like, well, no, like DJ's like six strokes in front of me. Like going to be more than that still. I'm not really counting on it this year. But um, so I think with, with him being so aware and there being so much pressure, not just from outside, like he hears about it constantly, but it's something that he puts the pressure on himself as well. Uh, I think so he has an awesome game for Augusta and we see it when he's not in contention. So like him shooting the 75 on Thursday, well, Thursday slash early Friday morning, it almost let him like just chill out and play golf after that. And then we saw when he's just playing golf and not thinking about how this is going to affect his legacy and all that. He's really good here. Uh, It's just, he has to, and we've seen it through the first three days, but then it's Sunday and, and he's like, you know, the legacy is on the line. And it's just, it's going to take a lot of mental strength for him to close the deal. I think that's it. I think he's going to get it done. See, I think of, of all these guys, Adam, you're talking about that they can take positives from it. I disagree. I think Rory can though, because he, like like you were saying, he spotted yeah. the field. Yeah. He he played fantastic. I think he probably found a little bit of a recipe uh, for April and that he just needs to go out and let her fly, not 
not get so, too concerned about any given hole. He he yeah. that I mean Augusta is so good for that. It you go it's a roller coaster. You can have a double bogey and you can make up for it. There's enough holes to do it. So I have no idea what's going to happen in April in terms of the world that we live in. Oh, but so it, it, I, I do. Rory is going to win, actually. No, no. Okay, let me <laughs> say that. Like, DJ is, like, the perfect person to win without a crowd. Like, he just, like, he didn't even wait. Like, he didn't mark his ball. He just went up, tapped it in. Just like, yeah. oh, I yeah. won. Like, I, come on. With Rory, that crowd needs to be behind him. Like, Yeah, I, it, would, it would be a little bit disappointing the, for it for rory to do it without yeah. the crowd there he, he needs those patrons like i'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it I, at first i was thinking this might be a good time for him to happen but i mean just knowing who he is like with his Ryder cup kind of a comp i don't know i he needs that crowd he needs that energy well and rory like he's such a nice guy and he's such a fan favorite that Everyone wants him to do it. Everyone wants him to close the deal and do it. So it's and it's they, almost oh, like Garcia yeah. uh, a few years That's ago. That's exactly where, what I was thinking. Yeah, where Justin Rose makes a bogey and the crowd <laughs> loves it because because it's good for Garcia. Um, like people will be the, the whole under the, the the undercurrent from the crowd will be very pro Rory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be amazing. I just. It might be five years from now. I don't know. Okay, well, let's move on from Rory. We all love him. Uh, John Rom, what's your thoughts on Adam? Or what's your thoughts on John Rom, Adam? Great player, top seven. I mean, I, I actually, Rom is one of those guys. I mean, I feel like JT's going to get there at Augusta. I feel like Rory's going to get there at Augusta. I don't know if Rom is. I like. I don't know if it's exactly. Oh, his see, I course. have more faith in Rom at Augusta than I do JT. Really? Maybe I that's a like, hot take, but. I don't know. I just feel like JT with his approach play one year, he's just, he is just going to come together for four days. I hear you. I just, I think Rom's a better driver of the ball and I think it gives him enough of an advantage on the par fives that, um, except when he's coming up eight every year and he's going to shank one. I mean, that's two years. Well, he, I mean, he does he have a shank and still be contention. Now. We've seen that. Um, I've seen that shot shape so many times in my life. <laughs> From a personal perspective, actually, I think my favorite shot straight, tracker right? moment this week was uh, was Cameron Smith on fifteen. Did you see that one? Not the he, when he pulled oh, that he one pulled like left. forty yeah. yards left. I was just it started taking off and then it just curls around those trees. Yeah. I was like, ooh. I kind of hope like the shot tracker picked up a leaf or something. You're like, <laughs> yeah. is that right? <laughs> um, so, so but Rom, no, sorry, on Rom, I, I, I think his driver gives him a better chance than JT. I, I'm very, I, I think that he, he really had a very poor weekend. I, I think he'd be the first to tell you that. Um, and I think that that started Saturday morning, which was his, his end of his second round. He had a birdie putt there on 13 to get to nine under, which was a tie for the lead uh, at the time. And it, Justin and, and Dustin and a, a few others yeah. were already there in the clubhouse. And he had scorable holes. 14 was scorable. Yeah. 15 was yeah, scorable. Yeah. 16 was scorable that day. That It was down in, on the lower portion where they can get it really tight. And he ended up only getting in at nine under. And I think that was a huge missed opportunity. That's a great he, point. Yeah. He went on to start his third round. I think he birdie. He made one birdie in his first seven holes, and then on the eighth is where he he had a little bit of a meltdown there, <laughs> um, and that was it. But he he really had the chance to get himself out in front with a bit of a cushion for something like that, and he mm-hmm. didn't take advantage. And he could have 
he could have set the tone and that this is what I was talking about earlier is that with the, the the way it wasn't necessarily the end of the round at the end of the day he had a chance to set the tone for that day for that day and with the other guys that so they had to see him going out and playing well early and, and getting a lead and they knew they would have to chase whereas seeing him not do that they're like okay well this is where and, we and were. I think that especially could have affected DJ because I mean he was at 10 under through the first three or four holes of his second round yeah and then and then really had moved back that the rest of the day yeah um okay so, so he would have been he would have been i think the one who felt like the most man like i had all i had this in my grasp and now i have to be chasing um sorry i was gonna say i, I have rom takes but i was gonna save them for later in the show but i feel like i just gotta get them yeah, off get my him, chest yeah, now. now so i feel like it was faldo during the broadcast that kept saying young cameron smith you know young cameron smith from australia he's a year older than rom like i think we need to remember rom is 26 so he has five top 10s in majors. He has 12 professional wins. At the same age, DJ had four top 10s in majors and only, or sorry, yeah, four top 10s and four wins. So he has 12 wins to his four at the same age. Like, he's only 26. Yeah. Sungjae's 22. I mean, but he's... But DJ's major record has been a disappointment in, like, through his... But 12 wins to four wins at the same point. PJ Tour wins. Or yeah. sorry, not PGA uh, worldwide professional. Yeah, that's, yes, it's yes, a little yes. different. A little different than PGA Tour. Uh, How many yeah, PGA yeah. Tour wins? I'll pull it up. So, so I, 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 I hear you, Adam. And I, it's not, it's five. not that I think that uh, so it, five, it's more four, I five think Rom. Sorry, five five PGA Tour wins. Yeah, it, it's not that. Like I, I just think these guys. So um, to me, I think about twenty five to thirty five is is prime for like the best golfers who you know some golfers don't develop until about 25 until you know that's yeah. when they're really starting yeah. to hit their stride as pros but for these guys who like rom was the rookie of the year what five years ago now probably um four or five years ago at least uh for those type of guys career legacy wise they want to start to stack up those majors when they're Early. in their late 20s yeah. You want to get it off, off, so the monkey off your back early, and so you can just kind of, you know, keep it rolling. You don't need to that that pressure builds if you haven't done it. You don't want to ever get the tag, the best player without a major, because that's that's one of those ones that you're like. The only reason they're saying that is because you haven't won a major. It's not because they and think you're really good. Fifteen uh, years later, you're Lee Westwood, and you don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like for a while, it was Phil, and then I, I feel like Lee Westwood is the next one I remember them talking what about, about Sergio. What about Sergio? Ricky? Ricky was talked uh, about. Ricky's not playing well for a long to have time. that tag anymore. But no, he was well, talked about that, and then he, he faded yes. off of there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll, Rom will get his. He'll Rom I mean, will get his. I, I I don't doubt that Rom's going to get a major. It's just, uh, you know, I just I just feel like this week he let one slip away a little mm. bit, an opportunity to contend for one, anyways, because he I never in the end he wasn't his, in contention. I forgot how good his Masters record is. He's gone four nine seven. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it's solid. It, maybe he is a good pick for April. <laughs> I mean, his his short game is is oh I took awesome. him to the Open. It's awesome. You've already used Rom. I'm very disappointed yeah, in our US, US Open pick of Rom. Oh, ooh. That's the whole that, reason Kevin has a lead in this thing was because yeah. and Rom was ahead of DJ for like 95 percent of that tournament, and then on Sunday at the US Open, Rom fell off and DJ charged. All right, oh, what well. other notables here? 
Okay, Brooks Kepka. We we are he was Craig's Craig's fade. Um, well, he was my low key fade because I faded him on Friday, fade. and then by Sunday I was backpedaling hard on that fade. Yeah. But uh, so, I sorry Friday Friday of the Houston Open, he switched yes. out his driver, went super low at Houston. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> to me the takeaway from Bro- four books on Brooks Kepka is that he's he's back in form. Like to me, he he he's got the swing speed back. He's got the consistency with his driver and his ball striking generally. Um, he's going to every major tournament. I think he's going to be a contender, uh, until we see otherwise. I think so too. I agree with that. Completely agree. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Bryson DeChambeau, my fade, who I was just <laughs> very happy that it all unfolded the way it did. I was so nauseous with all the pre-tournament talk about people were pretty much handing it to bryson before i know it drove me crazy so me and adam adam was going off to me a few times on this that like basically people cannot think beyond the what was the most recent thing that happened and so so what did what did bryson end up at minus two whatever it was is behind bernard langer well think about what that would have been with par 67 because he was only playing a par 67 (laughs) you know he's quite a few over (laughs) what a what an obnoxious like if you're gonna talk like that you better back it up and he didn't even come close you know like he he i will stand by my statement i think he has a huge problem with when he doesn't have his greens book um and he's never going to get one at augusta and his his putting history at augusta proves that he can't I don't know if he can't read greens or or what, but he. Yeah, he's more yeah, than uh, just that, but I I mean I do agree with that. Like the greens book uh, does hurt, but around the greens uh, and yeah. Craig mentioned in our podcast the artistry of Augusta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think so. There's two things to me. There's I think he, uh, in part, ha- the way he has developed his game over the past year, eighteen months. Um, I think he it makes it harder for you to have the soft touch and therefore the distance control that goes along yes. with it uh, with your approach play. And I, I think we saw that more. I think when you're uh, coming out of rough at the U S open, you don't, he, his approach play there was awesome, but it, it's a totally different kind of shot yes. needed to, to be able to bring it out of the rough with a higher lofted club than anyone else can, because you've gotten it out there further versus you know, like if someone's in the fairway at Augusta and they're 30 yards behind you, but they can control the spin and, and you know, stop it within a couple yards, then it doesn't matter if you're further up, if you're still going to be have have a larger margin. Uh, you're, you're not getting the edge off the tee that that you were at the U.S. Open. And then at the U.S. Open, every aspect of his game was awesome. So we, we sort of decided that yeah. his driving is awesome and he's going to continue with his awesome driving and every other aspect of his game is going to continue at this level. He drove it pretty well this week. He, he just, it was all of the other things. And you know what? The other thing is that Augusta, you almost never have a level lie. And I think that's yeah. something that Bryson's going to struggle with a little bit in, in the way yeah. that he's so linear with his swing. I think yeah. that's going to be a, a, something that he's going to have to figure out if he wants to contend at Augusta. I don't care how long he is. If he's shooting in there off of, off of a, you know, a side slope, that's, that's going to affect him day, for sure. I forget which day I saw, but his, his approach on 13, I want to say it's Friday or Saturday, maybe Saturday morning. Um, and you could, the, the mic was right over top of him. You could hear him and his caddy talk about the slope, uh, how far back, 10, 1030. 
and he, he went through his whole process and hit a shot. But I mean, you need feel like you need yeah. feel around that course. You can't just calculate it out. I don't know. I I'd much rather like see something like, okay, so I got this lie. It's I, I know it's going to kind of go to the left here. One, maybe that's a good aiming point there. And see ball, hit ball. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that approach when you're of course you are no no no. when you're practicing like when you're building your game i think once you're out on the course you need to be like okay like it's my you know it's kind of between my 10 30 but i'm gonna you know if i'm gonna open my stance a bit because it's live like all of these things that's when like okay you've done your i know my precise distance but then you're you're translating that into the feel without getting coming to a precise number decision you're you're you know there's there's that's where the artistry i think is really what makes augusta special i couldn't believe though i'm just going back i couldn't believe how people were crowning him on tuesday and wednesday he he drove the green or over the green on three with a three wood like who cares yeah you shouldn't drive over the green that's a horrible so you're saying he was over the green yeah oh my god like i did he par i couldn't believe that everyone is just it goes he back probably should have laid green. back and had a nice full wedge in so he could stop the ball on the green. <laughs> no kidding. I, I I mean, I kind of went off on our Twitch show on Tuesday to Craig a little bit, but I couldn't believe that everybody was crowning him just because he won the last tournament, I mean, the last US Open, which he did. But Yeah, so I also think the, you know, there's the aspect, I, I don't know all the details of it, but he's talking about being dizzy and... and uh, I don't even know what it was all about. It sounded almost like it was vertigo type things he was talking about, but it's just to me, like, even if that is the case, just, just shut up about it. Like that. I agree. Like, like Bryson has, has gone out of his way to put the spotlight on him. And then so then bring those, like you were just, when you won last time, you were talking about how you had changed golf and everyone else needs to like, just, just don't talk. Don't, even if there are excuses that are legit, don't make them, you know, just, yeah. Brayson's, you know, he's, he's going to talk regardless. He's going to talk. Let's, let's face it. That's part of his, part of his brand that he's always <laughs> trying to protect. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Yeah. Um, we got all the Bryson. We, we got a couple, <laughs> we got a, let's kind of make these quick hitters here. Um, Craig, I'll start with you. Unless Adam, you want this one for telly. No, he's right up there. Uh, impressed i i would not have expected to see him up in the top five even on yeah. going into sunday i think i did have him in a showdown or two but uh i i thought so you know there was there's a crew of three guys going into the day at 12 um and answer abe answer was the one who fell off i i thought of those guys fratelli was the one to me that seemed like he potentially would but uh but really played solid and, and got in there with um i'm not sure what his final number was but uh definitely top 10 yeah, he was he's a longer hitter than I thought he was. He he bombs it out there. Well, they t- they talked about how he had changed to a longer driver and, yeah, and, uh, and he got really, another 20 yards or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he was I was surprised by that for sure. He was pumping it out there. He seemed very solid. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Um CT Pan, he made a little run there I think on Friday. I did not see that coming. That one blindsided no. me. That, yeah. A complete blindside. I mean, he's one of those guys that you look at these alternate events and like, oh, maybe he's a good sleeper there. Like, he's not a favorite there. I think one of, one of the cool things about him, too, was that he literally had the longest to wait 
scoreless Masters because he won the tournament after Tiger won in 2019 wow. to qualify for the 2020 that was supposed to be in April. And then really? now, yeah. So I was had, wondering how he got in. I was I was gonna go do some research there, but I'm like, I so don't like literally, it was one well. of those tournaments that most people are taking off, like you're saying, and he <laughs> won that one. And so where did he end up finishing? Seventh. Seventh. Yeah, good for him. Incredible. I mean. Yeah, that's great. So that gets him back into, mm-hmm. or yeah, gets him into, into the yeah. Masters. So there you go. Um, Corey Connors. Greg, Speaking was of your getting pick for, into the Masters. Was Corey he Connors, your pick for That was Canadian? awesome. I was, uh, he was my pick for Canadian. Uh, and he had a 74 opening round. So he really turned it on. Uh, finished tied for 10th, minus 9. Um, set the lowest round by a canadian at augusta uh on 65 friday with a 65 uh he he also said it by like two or three strokes yeah it's 68 68 (laughs) yeah (laughs) like we're (laughs) come on man yeah yeah uh but no love it i uh, one of the things that i hadn't been thinking about but uh uh, Graham delayed on the um, so in Canada DSN. here we got the we got the Canadian broadcast before DSN and after feed, yeah yeah uh, so he was talking about how big this is too for them in terms of who gets to be on the Olympic teams so like the the points that accrue from this um, so that's a big one getting you know it comes down to FedEx Cup points and that kind of thing so it's, it's I think big. it's world ranking. I'm yeah, yeah. Sure so, so that would be related to yeah. high finish. I mean, I guess yeah. it's not actually FedEx Cup points, but finishing high in these stronger tournaments. Um, yeah. But yeah, so a big, big, big finish for Corey Connors. And I don't think he had an invite to the April Masters before his top 12. I think you're right, Adam. I think you're right. Because he's outside so. the top 50. He would need yeah. either a win or the crawl into the top 50. So that's huge. So we can get yeah. our, our Mackenzie Hughes, Corey Connors, <laughs> top Canadians going there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just assume these guys are qualified for the major sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abe, answer. Uh, disappointing Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. he looked really good. Uh, one thing I was going to bring up at the top of the show never did. Uh, Alistair McKenzie, uh, architect here with Bobby Jones, right? Mm-hmm. He also uh, worked on the, uh, what was it? The Royal Melbourne Golf Club yeah. for the 2019 <laughs> President's Cup. And the two leaders there in points for the international team were Abe Anser and Sung J.M. So there's a little course oh, correlation. Cameron there. Smith the, was up there too. Eh? These Smith are the kind of deep there. dyes I need a little earlier in the week. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. It just, it just matched up too well. You uh, know what? To, he, he had a bad Sunday today, but I, I don't really knock him for it. I think he, he had a couple he burned a couple edges on some par putts today that really killed his momentum. He fell down there pretty good, but like he, he kind of proved to me that he's a gamer this week too. Like I, yeah, I liked what is. I saw considering, yeah. you know, considering he's, I, I, I was watching uh, live from the masters one night. I want to say it was Friday night and they were breaking down the swing speeds of all the guys that were tied for the lead. And at the time it was DJ, uh, at like 120 and Justin at 116 and then you know Abe was at 109 or something and they're like that kind of put him in the lower half of the PGA Tour but he's still getting it done you know he's playing his game and getting it done um, I respect that yeah um, just yeah, real quick because I, like I, I bringing up Alistair McKenzie um, I, I've been doing a deep dive on him recently because I, I want to make some content on him. He has like he is one of the coolest people that you can think of. He was a doctor, like a he's medical a doctor. doctor. Then he's like a wartime. So yeah, then went off to fight. Uh, I want to say um, it might have been the Boer War, and but then World War One as well. 
um, and like redefine camouflage based on his like things that he had learned about <laughs> golf course design and like m- moving landscapes for the purpose of golf course design. So in World War One, when they're trying to like use embankments and hide artillery and all these things, oh God, he was applying his like burgeoning golf course design philosophies <laughs> to design the trenches on the Western Front. I'm wow, picturing that's... the perfect. In Georgia, I see these banks of this great golf course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those mounds on number eight take on a whole new meaning in that <laughs> yeah. light. No kidding. Yeah. They hide the artillery behind there. Um, okay, well, let's move Sorry, on to I, some, I, I, some I people who are still alive here. Um, so a couple of your boys here, Hideki and, and Patrick Cantley. Yeah, Craig, why don't you t- touch on Hideki first? Well, so I, I just wanted to bring both of them up because on the on the, in the vein of JT and Rom, both of them threw two rounds. I think we're one back at minus yeah, eight. Yeah, you're right. They were, and then really floundered on the weekend and didn't get a whole lot done. Uh, I mean, Hideki, the one thing I was talking about as my boy, we're looking for that first major. Uh, so a, an opportunity got away. I think he he does set up well in Augusta. Uh, I think the the course. He's well suited to the course, his strengths as a player. Uh, so hopefully he has a better, uh, you know, better outing come April. But uh, but yeah, another one that got away. Yeah, he was even on the weekend, and Cantley was mm-hmm. plus one on the weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. finished T thirteen and T seventeen respectively. There was one moment on Friday, I want to say, where I was watching Cantley. I think he's in one of the feature groups. Um, he started. He put his. Ball down for a tee shot. He was setting up with his driver. I went quickly to the bathroom, did my business there, washed my hands, came back, and I just got to see his swing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, well, I hope you wash your hands. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like in the course of like 30 seconds, Cantley went from teeing up. I did my business, came back, and he was still just. I was watching the ball kind of bounce down the fairway. Man, he takes forever. Don't need the PVR uh, for him. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. eat the PBR. That's for uh, sure. Yeah, disappointing. Uh, I, I actually really thought Cantley. I, I really liked where he was at through two rounds. Like I, I thought he. It seemed like he still had more in him too. So it was disappointing to see him go. I, I, I thought so year. too, because I think he had played the first two rounds with DJ and Rory and totally held his own in that group. And then he played on Saturday with DJ again. I think. Um, DJ and, and Justin Thomas. Maybe? It was it was a couple was big wrong. names. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I think he's yep. just one of these guys where when these top five guys are kind of at the lead of the tournament and like a Sung J M is clipping at their heels or Cameron Smith, like they they kind of still have that swagger. If Cantley is clipping at their heels, they're a little bit more worried. Like they know he's he's a gamer. Like they know he can go low or or chase him down or that kind of thing. He's a little, little more pedigree. Him, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, but in that sense, it was a disappointing weekend for mm-hmm. him, for sure. Absolutely, you know, 100%. shooting plus one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, we got to mention uh, the elder statesman Bernard Longer makes a cut, <laughs> beats Bryson, which beats I Bryson. <laughs> I love that. Um, but I mean, what can you say about the guy that hasn't already been said on the broadcast? He's he's it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, so oldest ever to win, or sorry, to to make the cut, make the cut, the cut. at the Masters yeah. or. At any major, or at the Masters. At the well, yeah, I would think. I don't know. Uh, you you look at the Open Championship back in the day. There's like some 75 year olds, I think, that were making cuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, let's move on, Craig, to your good, your bad, and your ugly for this. Yes. Yeah, so we're looking at the Masters in November edition here. 
So basically, this could be the only time we ever see this. So mm-hmm. what do we what do we like? What do we not like? What do we wish we never had to see? Um, first off, I love the good. I love the look of the course. I thought the you know between the fall colors and you know low key not having patrons so you get to see the whole course and see, i thought that uh, was really cool yeah it was so, really yeah. cool to me I, I just think it's again well i guess maybe april but um we might we might get to see that again but the colors we won't see but it, i just think it's so cool to see a little bit better how these whole like i've looked at it from on google maps and you've seen it when there mm-hmm. are the packed in crowds but to see how some of these holes butt up against each other and, and you kind of get a better understanding when you see sometimes when someone's playing off on another fairway to a hole, you're like, okay, this makes more sense because yeah. normally there's a line of patrons here, but really those holes, they're, they're just one continuous fairway that, that connects them. You yeah. know? Um, it's, it's, it was cool to me too. It with like how they do put patrons in there when, when it's, you know, a regular year, it's surprising how well kind of tucked away from typical um, action it is like it's other than cam smith blasting one over there today on 15 way left where the grandstand usually is like i can't think of too many times i saw players in a position where there might have been a grandstand or or anything like that and um you know luckily they didn't build any giant blue walls to keep balls in <laughs> or anything like that <laughs> but i guess the point <laughs> i guess the point is too that it seems like they do a really good job of of where they put their grandstands in in um typical tournaments because they're never no, but really they don't play. call them they, i don't remember what the term was but they don't, they're not called grandstands they're no, called they're, they're like patron spectator area or patron oh my area. god yeah uh. anyway <laughs> um yeah we digress. <laughs> uh so the bad uh you know on the in the same note not having fans uh first off the roars the lack of roars uh mm-hmm. you know there, i don't know if there's any moment that stands out uh on sunday but there 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 were times throughout the week where i felt like you would have heard that um that moment uh, there's two moments I think that stand out. The one that they they spoke about was Tiger walking up the 18th, uh, and it felt to me like on the broadcast it was kind of like okay, like why are we watching Tiger walk up the 18th? <laughs> and then it's like oh right, because if there was fans, everyone would be he'd be getting a standing ovation, and it'd be the loudest thing on the probably the second loudest thing besides when DJ's walking up there uh, at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So just how they add the poignancy to the moments and and the real emphasis on that is it felt a little lackluster when when DJ finished it out because it's just like okay like yep I won now, like now what that's so Paulina you're gonna come you're like bring the car around like what, what's, what's <laughs> yeah, going on yeah. here yeah uh, that uh, like one of you guys had already alluded to though DJ is the perfect champion for that environment. <laughs> <laughs> like he really I, epitomizes that anyways yeah Craig I was looking at your notes here and I was trying to think about like what that moment would be where like the roars would kind of affect Sunday like maybe Rory's birdie on eight so he's now three under like maybe DJ would have heard that a, a few holes back but I don't I don't know if there was a big roar moment that you know, define Sunday because he well, was kind of there would have been there would there would have been, been a roar ones. on six when when DJ birdied six that would have been a roar. But uh, yeah, I was just thinking more back night. I mean, that's when you think of 
just because I mean, that's where it's it, the the crux of the tournament happens. Um, the the back nine today it wasn't really suspenseful, and it wouldn't have really been suspenseful with fans either. It's DJ had established that he was not going to be fallen back by that point, and so he just meticulously, mm-hmm. you know, plotted his way through the final. I mean, once he got past thirteen, yeah, that's pretty. It was pretty much yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So my last one here is, and this is the ugly softness of the course. Um, I don't mean necessarily how, you know, how easy it played. Um, I mean more uh, how many mud, like, I don't know if I remember the last time seeing a mud ball at, at the, at Augusta, uh, but multiple times we, we, I mean, we saw it and, you know, this is nothing against Augusta National. I think they did everything they could to, yeah, get this course. course into the best shape possible. We had the tail ends of, I forget if it was a tropical storm or a hurricane roll through on Thursday morning. Did um, you see those pictures of the course when it, like during the oh, storm? Oh yeah, it was in yeah. soup. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. So, so yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just the ugliness of it. Like it, it's, it, it kind of sucks that there's so much um, of the moments. Like if, if, for instance, the one that comes to mind for me, Dustin Johnson on both par fives on the back on 13 he laid up and intentionally hit a skimmer because he knew there was mud on his ball and he wanted to try to clean it off so that it would be good for his third shot into the green which you know that's pretty freaking cool that that he's doing that and he's thinking through (laughs) in that manner Um, but then also laying up on 15 like how often do you think of dustin johnson laying up on both par fives on the back Um, taking a zach johnson route to the green jacket (laughs) and made birdies on both (laughs) Um, hardly but (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah just really the the softness of the course maybe a little bit low-key that i would have and again nothing against augusta national but i would have liked it if the course was a bit firmer um you know the greens were a bit firmer hitting into just because that's what makes augusta special in a lot of ways it it is yeah you're right um adam why don't we move on to your three stars yeah, my three stars, I mean, not super in-depth this week. Third star, Sung J.M., tied for second, super impressive performance. Uh, the one thing I don't think we've talked about yet that I wanted to bring up is, I don't know if you guys heard this on the broadcast, he's finally looking at settling down and buying a home in the U.S. Really? Yeah, no, outside of Atlanta. So he's going to be at, he's gonna be near Augusta, going to be near Georgia. Uh, no, he's, he's going to be near a airport hub so he can get to all the tournaments <laughs> yeah. that he likes yeah. to because I, th- I think Atlanta is the busiest airport in the u.s right or it's one of them for sure yeah. i think yeah. chicago o'hare maybe if not atlanta's right but up there. like how long has he been living hotel to hotel <laughs> i just love that he's finally purchasing a home well maybe uh, with this check he can you know he can afford it now get that down payment in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, second star cam smith again tied for second but uh cam smith he was just I kind of talked about it at the top. He, he was he was the thrilling one for me today. Just his birdie, uh, what was it on seven there? I think, and then his escape on nine. Uh, I, it was just really impressive. So he's my second star. Yeah, moment for me um, of the tournament. My wife. I, I mean, I'm constantly trying to pump pump up golf and everything about Augusta. She she quite likes the Masters. This is the one that I feel like I can get her into. Um, but uh, one of the things that always comes up is how you know stodgy and old-fashioned so many things about Augusta are. And she's just like, I would have thought they'd be a little bit stricter about like grooming and dress code than how this guy looks. <laughs> you see some Man, of those I'm long, scraggly whiskers, and I yeah, I get it. 
<laughs> I'm digging this look. He's rocking that penguin. I feel like he's only like I like time. the penguin. I like. The I know. Penguin, I feel though. like that's his signature thing. Yeah. Um. First start, uh, DJ. I mean, yeah. Huge. How can it not be? How can it not be? Uh, it's just it's a career changing type wing because he can now play this. I mean, it. He can play it for as long as he wants. Like the Masters win is just it's so different. I feel like than the other majors. I'm just so happy for him. I, I've been a fan of DJ ever since his Pebble Beach US Open collapse. Um, so I don't know. I'm just so, yeah, so happy for him. To me, I feel like the first, you know, uh, what Oakmont, um, the US Open, his first major, it was like, okay, like the relief. Um, mm. But this one almost feels like more like, okay, like, you know, we're part of the club. Let's build this like, we're just here. This is what we do. We win majors. Yeah. And yeah. and now we got this one and we're going to go out yeah. there and tr- like, it's just more the, it's not about, oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. It's like, yeah, just, this is what I do. I win, I win big golf tournaments. It's also like, you know, he, he, this season he's, I think he won twice. Well, three times Craig doesn't really count the tour championship, but I, I believe <laughs> he won what the travelers and then he won a playoff event. Um, the tour uh, Northern, championship Northern Trust. yeah um you know and he which he just obliterated the field in that one like he's been yeah. playing dominant dominant golf lost in but the if, yeah but if you don't you know if you don't um win a major in that stretch it's kind of like it's all you know well it's good but it just all kind of goes away at the end of the yeah so classic to, dj yeah but then to get an like a major in the masters like during this stretch it's like okay this is this is a generational golfer who's performing yes. at his his peak right now and it's it's just fun to watch and you yep. got to be happy for the guy it obviously was so important to him you see his reaction during the ceremony there where he can he couldn't couldn't kind of get I his loved, composure i, I honestly, loved it too. i loved that yeah like honestly i'm just so excited right now i like i can't even talk it's yeah. like, man like yeah. that's 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 great that's all you need to say it really did endear him to me more um, than than he has in the past, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also, uh, you guys should check it out, the PGA Tour um, released kind of like good sound bites of his interviews over the past career, I mean, for his career. He's just like, I don't know, he's just got a dry humor that I think they hate as interviewers, but I just love. Yeah. It, it, asking what his favorite part of the Masters is, he's like, Sandwiches. The sandwiches are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just so uh he's just kind of an odd guy, but I love it. Um so I'd like to to move on to a couple of my thoughts on this week. Uh mm. first I, I just want to shout out Augusta. Craig, I know you you don't like the you said you didn't like the soft conditions there, but Augusta National and the Masters is just far and away the greatest stage in golf. And it's to me, it's not even close. I was so amped leading into this week. Obviously, we've been looking forward to it for so long. But, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it didn't disappoint. It was awesome. Like, you have these heavyweights. At, you know, going into yeah. the, the third round, you got DJ, JT, Rom, one, two, three in the world. Rory's making a charge you know mm-hmm. DeChambeau is just absolutely snowballing <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's about to roid rage <laughs> snap every club in his bag like it, it's awesome and I was thinking about what about it makes it so awesome I mean the fact that we know every hole on that course because we've seen it year after year after year the fact that there's so many holes on that course like you can 
the best players in the world can legitimately go out there and shoot two over or shoot seven under and mm-hmm. on any given round and and on holes like you know the the par fives are epic you can yeah on on hole eight you know i think eight is probably the toughest of the four um you know you can you can make a three and you can make a seven and it seems like they're almost equally but, but likely eight, sometimes to me, you I know feel like might be the toughest to score low but like i feel like both 13 and 15 are they're the most awesome. volatile like they they but, they, but this is what i'm saying you the can, holes you can are get, volatile. you're more likely to eagle are. than eight but you're also more likely to bogey or double which is awesome for the back nine finish it's awesome and i was doing some live betting which i think we're going to get on get to in a second <laughs> but like like you you can a par five typically with these guys and especially shorter par fives you're not going to get good odds on going under par but you'll get good odds on going over par and guess what like it happens here it happens all the time okay i got um, a question I feel, I feel like we're just going to have a long masters podcast and i'm cool with that but i got a, i got a question <laughs> i want to ask now so if you had a chance to play either one hole just because you wanted to see what it's like or because you you're not really sure why it plays that way like why does it play easier why does it play hard what like what hole are you just so curious about you want to go out there and play? Oof, it's either 12 that's or 13. a tough question. See, I, I, I never understand. And maybe I'm just so ignorant, I don't know. But I don't understand how 11 is so hard and why every ball goes to the right there. Like, I, I just want to go well, and play for 11 stuff, it's and long. see what happens. Like, it, it's longer than it seems um, because well, we'll, see, we'll see people hitting shorter irons in there. Um, why every, like, second shot goes to the right, Adam? Yeah. Do you see because the pond? There's a huge pond on the I left. know, but then, but then it's so hard to go up and down there. Like, it's one of those, I feel like TV doesn't do it justice. I, I feel like the slope of their second shot, it doesn't do it justice. And then the ability to go up and down, they talk about these ridges in the green, but from where their TV towers are set up, I feel like it doesn't do it justice. I'm like, yeah, just go up and down. It's a 30 foot pitch shot. So like, I think the other thing, um, Sung Jay's in today also shows how, like, you can't be. The only miss there is to the right. So it is, yeah. So like you can't be long. So like they can't. They have to be short or pin high, um, and then they can't be left. And so you end up with a lot of bail bailouts to the short right there. Because oftentimes, like unless you hit a great tee shot, you're coming in there with a, a club that's tough to land on a dime. And then, Adam, when the flag's in the back, I, I could be wrong about this, but guys that go long and right, it's downhill to the water. So once you yes, get yeah, there's yeah. a I've bunker guarding times. back there. So, you know, Kepka today, I was, I was watching his, and he went, he went long right, and then he tried to just get it over the bunker, and it just died right at the top of that hill. He never got the downslope, and he, he made a bogey. And it, It's just it's a whole so thing I'm curious. I, I would love to play, but I, I want to hear if you guys have thoughts on a. I think hole. 13 is the coolest hole. I would be terrible on that hole. I can't hit well, a draw if my life depended <laughs> on it. I couldn't hit off the side slope. It'd be it'd be bad. So I was I was going to say I feel like So 15 is my answer. 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say if I felt like I could get my game, my golf game into like, you know, have a few months to get in, in as good a shape as I I could, I'd potentially want 13, but like if not, then 12 cuz I I would just want to see like how small is that. I know that I can hit that shot. Like I can hit a shot that far that can <laughs> fly in the air and potentially stop <laughs> yeah. on a green, you know? But like 
on 13. I don't know, like, I don't know where the non-pro tees are, but I don't know if I could get anything to that corner. Yeah, I don't know right, if I could right, right. get anything from that wherever I could get it to to stop on that green or if it's just going to be coming in su- at such a low angle that I have no shot, you know? I'd also, I, I think we'd all love to play 16 because I feel like we all know that green well enough. I don't like, want to play 16 yeah. with oh, it in know, the right spot I know so that I can go. just Let's get just put it. it where, yeah. yeah. Um, I, okay, yeah, we'd all like to play all of the holes <laughs> at Augusta, <laughs> I think. But it's just, to me, it was just a reminder of how awesome, like, I majors are great. The Masters is the best. Augusta yeah. is just the best. It's such a cool theater um, and I can't wait for the patrons to get back because that just adds the, kind of the cherry on top. Well, I, I heard a really good one. Um, I think is it Brandel Cham- Chambly on the Golf Channel? Chambly. Um, right. Which, you know, I don't love everything he says, but I heard a really good one from him this week uh, that one of the things that makes it great is that there's context to every shot. So, like, you know other people that have been around that area. You know... Oh, like he hit it to the left there on 13 and he's got a downhill shot out of that bunker. And, you know, he still has chance to make birdie, but that's not an easy shot. You could easily scoot it yeah. through into the, like, yeah. all, there's context to everything there. Well, exactly. Exactly. We th- That's kind of what I was getting at. With, we know the holes. We know the history on the holes. It's and awesome. and uh, I guess the thing I I feel like I, I I'm attacked a little bit because it's not that I hate the Masters. It's more just I think that they all have different flavors. Like to me, I love the Masters, but I also love the Open Championship because it's like Open it's, Championship's when, second best. When did we attack you? Well, I forget what Kevin was saying about how I don't <laughs> give Masters enough love or respect. Or yeah, well, I, I'm standing by it. Yeah, moving on. No, no, sorry, second... real quick, just because this is our our salute to Augusta. Also like far and away the most innovative from a getting you a golf product on your screen in every way possible they were i think the first to put color tv you know golf on color tv they've been so trend setting now you can literally watch any shot pull it up whenever you want they're they're just they're so far away in front of the anyone else um yeah i totally agree so moving on my next salute is to it's a salute to my brothers. It's a salute to uh, brothers. It was thanks, awesome Kev. to see DJ win with his brother on the bag. Um, you know, seeing his brother getting choked up on 18 there. Uh, it was awesome. Like, you know, it's it's cool yeah. when you can share something like that. I mean, obviously, if you have a player-caddy relationship, that's a tight relationship. But if it's a brother relationship, you know, it's really cool. I, I could only imagine... Uh, we've all imagined being in that situation obviously man i've always uh, imagined caddying for one of my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but you know how cool would it be to have one of us on the bag you know or it, i know for me it'd be great to have one of you guys on the bag so i just thought that was really cool well and so one of us is a scapegoat <laughs> yeah come on Adam. <laughs> give me the wrong right, number um so i you know i was saying one of the bad things about not having fans there was the lack of a moment to me his brother was the only it was the one thing that really gave it a moment was like how that's kind of true yeah you know the emotion that he felt there on the green and like yeah paulina you know doing the classic uh wife girlfriend coming up to to see the the winner but it was like the the one that was emotional was his brother and him like that yeah man paulina lives for those moments come on (laughs) she shines 
Um, all right. So quickly, Adam, so, so you Adam think she I, knew her camera angles and, and uh, where probably, to... <laughs> yeah. I like that she was wearing green. That was a nice touch. I, th- uh, I, was, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, is she trying to jinx him going out to the course on Sunday <laughs> wearing a green zip up jacket? Are you kidding me? That was confidence. She was displaying confidence. Wow. Um, so Adam and I quickly wanted to talk about some betting recaps. Craig's not so so much on the betting. I uh, I'm I sure Craig has stuff to say for his yeah week. man. I I had a pretty good week. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was just gonna say it's one of the best weekends in sports. One of the best, I think, betting events. It's it's uh, awesome. Kevin, it's awesome. kick it off. Yeah, I I for the third straight year hit the winner. I hit Reed Tiger and now I hit DJ. So that was awesome. But uh, I think there's context in it because you didn't bet him on Wednesday or like when did you no, put this in? So I I after we watched what was it the the Northern Trust, I I bet on Dustin on, for the U.S. Open and the Masters because I just thought he was playing so so well. And I, I got him at sixteen to one, which I actually was can't awesome believe because, you got him at sixteen to one. Yeah. So I don't think the price or that was ever that high again after that. No, I would no, be, I don't no. think so either. So um, yeah, that was great. And then I also got him on the first round leader bet that I just put in prior to the week. That was eighteen to one, and it was it was I got a third of that. I got six to one because he was tied with two other guys. But yeah. um, so that was good. And then the live betting, like I say, I was all over that this this whole mm. week. And uh, it was kind of up and down, you know, at times I was feeling pretty good, decided to increase the stakes a little bit. And then I got down a little bit and it wasn't so good. And <laughs> let me just tell you that that Abe answer putt on 17, he got up and down from the bunker for par. And that was a big, that was a big one for me to get the, <laughs> to get my balance back to where I was starting at. I had kind of, I was, I was going with a double it, double it, double it philosophy. And <laughs> it was as high as I'd like to see it. Let's just say that. So Way to go, Abe. He he definitely <laughs> earned some earned some cred in my books. Just a little bit extra to those uh, moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam, how about you? Yeah, so I mean, I kind of dispersed my betting through different things, but I got invited by friend of the pod, Rory. Uh, I think on Monday or Tuesday. Not not that Rory. A... Just just <laughs> different uh, friend different... of the pod. <laughs> I was gonna leave it open. <laughs> <laughs> Open for those to interpret. Well, if we're if we're going one word, Rory, I feel like we need to clarify. <laughs> um, so he sent me. He's like, "Hey, there's this uh, like just this tournament. It's a pick'em kind of thing. Uh, Thirty dollars uh, if you want to join." He sent it to a big group, so I was like, "Yeah, that looks interesting." Kind of looked at it. It's like pick two favorites. Pick um, an international from this. Pick a former winner. Like it's kind of one of those kind of pick from the box, like a type tier thing, so. type thing, but just not by ranking. It was by different categories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah, this looks interesting. So I put in my uh, email, transferred my 30 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll put it in. Uh, picked 12 players in total. Everyone picked 12 players. I had Lee Westwood. So early on Thursday, I was like, yeah, I'm running away with this. Lee's <laughs> <laughs> the least, least winner. Um, but yeah, I was sweating to the very end. So I was the only person to get all 12 to the weekend. But if Sungjae passed Cam Smith for solo second... I would have been. I was kind of riding first the whole weekend because it was based on kind of the winner purse. If Sungjae passed him, I would have been bumped to second. But Cam Smith did enough and uh, got that that got that second. Ended up taking a nice kind of eight hundred dollar uh, prize. Nice prize in. So I'm and thinking, I was kind of thinking. Of, I'm thinking back to to Cam Smith. He had the one on eighteen that he left in the jaws, right? The chip. Yeah. 
yeah. how bad were you wanting that to go down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But then Sungjae's approach, I'm like, oh, phew, like he's, he's off to the side. And then when he chipped it, I'm like, break, 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 break. <laughs> <laughs> Don't reach the hole. Um, but I was, trying to, I was trying to put this in context because, uh, I, I mean, we, we, I like DFS. I play DraftKings quite a bit. So I was thinking of the movie Rounders, how <laughs> Matt Damon and, and Worm go to the local games and cash up, cash up. And then Matt Damon wants to head out to Vegas and just gets like emptied out. And I feel like that's where I'm at. I go to the local game, make my money, and then go to DraftKings. I'm like, oh, there goes my money. <laughs> So that yeah. was my comparison. Uh, the one thing I was going to say for for bad betting was uh, I made that made cut parlay that um, you, you know you pick kind of fifteen players to make the cut, uh, but without the ten stroke uh, rule. I mean, for getting guys into the weekend, I think it's kind of a sucker bet now. So that was that was a bad lose. Well, well was my, it though? Because my... I feel like both you guys were just Hatton was the only one. Yeah, it was just Hatton for me. I had a thirteen man parlay cut made parlay, and it was just Hatton. I think I'm sweating Rory happened, there. Oh no, Adam, you might you had Kisner as well. Yeah, that's Hat, Hatton and Kisner. Um, but yeah, yeah Hatton was a, a bit of a disappointment there. Um, the uh, the big disappointment for me, I had I had a, even going into Sunday, it still was looking good. A, uh, a DFS ticket on on DraftKings. Oh, that's and, right. And you had a stacked the, one. But uh, so answer Abe answer falling off. And then yeah. and Bubba, blew, I don't even know how Bubba did it, but he blew up at one point. He ended up, I think, five over. Maybe he got back to four over on the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those weeks where between showdowns, which are just the single days and the um, right. full tournaments, I I broke even. But it's one of those ones that like it felt like, oh man, <laughs> it should have been more than a break even week, and it just like it all just you know just misses. And that I think that's the classic. Exact same boat, Craig, that's the classic yeah. DFS keeps you coming back feeling. <laughs> yeah. No, of course, it's like the scratch ticket. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so for our picks, uh, none of us hit DJ, which is a little surprising. <laughs> well, I want to give some context to that because I yeah, was yeah, telling yeah. Adam that um, I maybe I was telling you as well, Kev. That might have been on our, our Houston uh, recap, but basically, DJ was my pick. I just wanted to to keep my cards close to the vest, and I still was potentially going to keep them as my one and done, uh, and so. I, uh, right, you did mention this in the Houston one. I remember. And the now, thing yeah. is, I'm wait, I, like, so if we would have picked our one and dones after, and I mean, I guess Adam, yeah, you might be in a Houston. similar situation. You might have gone DJ too, uh, but because we had to pick on Friday, I, I didn't want to pick him and then have him not have a good couple days on on at the Houston Open. Uh, so, yeah, it it hurts. I mean, Xander Xander didn't get her done. He was even close. Uh, both well, of you guys was, were top five. up there. Yeah, Xander was up there for a long time on Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. I mean, he, essentially, yeah. he he moved the wrong way at one point when he mm-hmm. had to keep moving lower. I, I think yeah. we all agreed. So we made our picks. I mean, before the week, like Thursday or Friday, before the Houston Open, right? I think we agreed on the Houston Open recap podcast that DJ was the betting favorite. Well, yeah, so yeah. so and on the on Twitch on on Tuesday, Adam and I were talking that like basically I would have it as as DJ and Ron and then a bit of a a bit of a gap and then JT Rory and Bryson in that next tier. Um if I if I was designing the odds, you know. And and that's sort of how it felt. Maybe it should have been more like DJ Ron and JT with how it played out, but uh mm. 
But to me, DJ and Rom are just playing better than everyone else in the world. Well, JT is right there. I mean, if you're yeah, going to say yeah. DJ and Rom, you got to put JT in there. Yeah, but if you look at Rom, like if it wasn't for DJ, Rom's last few months, you know, he's been he's been really really good, and JT has as well. But um, JT's been a bit more inconsistent. Rom, it seems like every week he's out there top tenning. Yeah, I think we're splitting hairs here a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, they're so both right up there. Let's let's keep it rolling here. Um, we got sleeper, obviously the the one of note is Craig uh, Cameron Smith ended up T two. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Um, all three through the weekend though. So that's yeah, good. all three through the weekend fades. Good fade on Morikawa Adam. Um, you know Craig Brooks didn't win, so I think that's a a win. And <laughs> Bryson, I'm just so happy with that fade. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> <laughs> um, top Canadian Corey Connors T ten. Um, unfortunately, Hadwin just missed the cut there. Yeah. Like we are made, which was nice. And Weird men. I was very impressed with Weir. I, I was really happy to see him make the cut, and uh, you Me know he, he ended up was... stumbling to the finish. But at one point, he was still like two or three under today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then our one and dones. Uh, you know, McElroy went from almost missing the cut there for you <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to T5th to, for 437,000. Uh, Patrick Reed, Craig, got a T10, 287,000. And then Tony Finau, mine was T38, 50,000. Really, really uh, kind of let me down a little bit there. Finau just yeah, never Finau got it going. Look, yeah, Man, I felt I like Reed agree. really let me down. I felt like I was I was cackling away over here with my, <laughs> my brilliant one-and-done pick. You guys are using better players and i'm doing better that, and then he just didn't get it done honestly that's so, a good pick i i was worried that i mean at least rory finished ahead of him but even still you could make the argument that reads a better pick because you i i burned my yeah, rory that brewery, yeah yeah um so just a one and done update craig's at about six hundred fifty thousand. adam's eight sixty five thousand eight hundred sixty five thousand, and i am at 1.5 million so you guys made up a little ground on me I'm not going to sweat it. I still luckily have Rory <laughs> Do you see and, what the purses uh, Rom. Are? So, uh, Do you see what the yeah. purses are? Like, it's a single. I feel like you're really counting your uh, your early lead here. Yeah, a little... I am. Well, well I have it. <laughs> you're, like, you're like Lee Westwood midway through Thursday here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. You, you keep saying you know what the purses are. It's only one win. Well, we're all yet to pick a winner. So true, true. <laughs> until that happens. Okay, let's let's uh, quickly burn through our stock up, stock down. Craig, why don't we start with you? So stock up, we've spoken about him already. Brooks Kepka, uh, you know, I I had him as Looks a like fade. He's back. I I pumped the brakes on the on the fade after the Houston when he really started to to play better. His last two there uh, looks like he's he's back. I think uh, physically has been the real hurdle, and and everything looks to be back in form and sync. Ball striking's good. Um, stock is up uh, on Brooks. Yep. Um, any anything on Brooks? No. Okay, I agree. On. He looks, he looks yeah. stuck down. Justin Thomas, and it, it, you know, it's really just the uh, getting that, getting through two days, being tied for the lead for him at this point of his career. He needs. I want to see more. I want to see hit. Even if he doesn't win, I want to see him pushing whoever it is that wins. Uh, just to to kind of fade from contention as he did uh it's just a, a stock down for me i mean i guess i i'll comment i i think that's i mean i i understand where you're coming from but i think it is a little bit harsh um my one side i have to throw it he is fifth uh relative to 
to par in this year's majors of everyone. Listen, and you know what? Justin Thompson is, is still going to be my pick at points, and I'm still. It's not so much that I think his stock has fallen, and I'm never going to pick JT again. It's more just I'm disappointed with how it came out. Yeah, yeah me too. I yeah, it's fair. it's a disappointing result. I thought he might challenge DJ, and so I'm I'm disappointed with that. But yeah, he's yeah still one of my favorites. Great player. Yeah, Adam, why don't we why don't we move on to you there? Stock up, uh, Mark Leishman. Out of yeah. nowhere, he yeah. has been playing. I mean, no two ways about it. He's been playing brutal since the restart. Like he has completely fallen off. I uh, did a little bit of digging. He's played in twelve events. He's missed the cut in five, which doesn't sound bad. But there's four of them that are no cut events, <laughs> and his, <laughs> his his finishes his finishes in those no no cut events were fifty second, fifty second, seventieth. And then 28th out of 30 in the Tour Championship. Well, and some of his um, missed cuts, too, have been, like, not even close. I mean, I, I, at points, I, I through the summer, I was kind of like, is Mark Leishman just kind of, like, quickly, like, rolling up his career here? Like, it, he seemed completely off to the player that he was even at the start of the year. Um, it just it made no sense at all. But he came in here. He had a, he had a good finish. Um, he beat guys, like, so he finished... T thirteenth, he beat guys like Xander, Cantley, and Bryson. So completely out of nowhere. So stock is up. I mean, I'm not gonna invest right away. I want to see a little bit more. Uh, because he does have some good history here, but yeah, I mean out of nowhere. So I'm I'm ready to invest. I you know, we we do showdown videos every day on YouTube, and I was looking at him going into Sunday, uh, because I was like, man, people are no one's gonna have any faith in Leishman. So he's gonna like be, you're gonna get an ownership leverage. Um, and it just seems like, like maybe he's playing better. I was like, no, I cannot in good faith advise that Mark Leishman is a good showdown. And, and, <laughs> and even in my own tickets, I was, I was like, oh, I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste this one on Leishman. Like the chances of him blowing up are just too good. So and you know what? Great. Leishman, Leishman has a history though of like, if you look at some of his wins, it's like miscut, miscut, poor finish, win. He just comes out of nowhere. He's well, done it a yeah, couple so times. Yeah, so basically I'm, I'll invest from this point on. Like I, I'm not going to necessarily go out and plug him into every lineup, but uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the same hesitancy, I guess I would say. So Craig, it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking about him Saturday night as a write him up. I'm like, I still can't get there. He's too <laughs> risky, but I played him. And he oh, scored nice. 52 points. He's at 3% owned. Uh, is great. Him and, him and CT Pan, I think, were probably MVPs of showdowns today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, Adam, who do you have moving down? Uh, hoodie man himself, Terrell Hatton. Um, and this is very specific to 2020 majors. Uh, I'll just quickly recap. PGA Championship, missed the cut by two. US Open, missed the cut by six. Masters, missed a cut by three. We've been kind of pumping his tires. He cracked the top 10 after his win in Europe uh, in the official world golf ranking. Three he had a lot cuts. of high finishes. Yeah, he looked like he was in his games in pretty good form too. So so with my, with my um, make cut parlay that I put out there, I pretty much was going with guys I thought were sure things. I, I put yeah. 13 guys that I was like, okay, you know, these guys are going to make the cut. And I thought Hatton was just, you know, a sure thing the way he's been playing that he, his floor was high enough. He would just make the cut and he was in a solid, well, he was, I think minus two after, after the first round and then had a terrible second round, fell way back. Wasn't even yeah. close to the cut. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a, he would be a stock down for me as well, Adam. 
I, I don't know what the deal is with his majors. I'm sure he's as pissed off as anyone. Um, yeah, I just well, and a I also feel to, I also feel like his game actually. I would think his game is well suited to Augusta. You know, he he's a good approach too. player. He typically can can hit yardages pretty well. Um, so we'll have to see in April whether this is something that uh, is is a bit of a major trend or if it's uh, just been a bit of a, you know more of an aberration. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, April, is he a contrarian pick? Like, how far does he slip down the outright market? It's interesting. Um, but yeah, stock down for now. So for me, um, we've already talked about both these guys, but my stock up is Sungjae. Again, I was just super impressed at his composure, specifically his short game uh, today. Just, you know, so so classy, some of those chips. They were yeah. fantastic. Um and and to just he didn't make a lot of big mistakes, you know. He Augusta on Sunday and he held tough. So I was I was impressed. Um my stock down. Sorry, is just John. real quick on Sanchez. I think my favorite moment for him, uh twelve, he was bunker, front bunker, and then he made a putt. And it was the first time he gave you like a little fist bump, and it was the first <laughs> time you really saw like you know, he's not he's not totally emotionless. He knows how big this this moment and these holes are, and that's a big yeah. up and down there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, my stock down is John Rahm, and that it goes back to what I was talking about before, where I thought he had the opportunity to kind of set the pace and pull in front of those guys, and he didn't do it. And then he really didn't do it when he when he doubled eight in the third round and just kind of fell away. And and I think for the weekend, I mean, where did he finish? He finished at minus minus one for the weekend, so seventy two seventy one, yeah. which is just. I mean, you get yourself to minus nine. It's not like the course got that much harder. It got a little slicker, but not that yeah. much harder. Um, and a, a world-class player like Rahm, I would have expected more. So I, he's it's just a disappointment. Much like Craig yeah, had Justin Thomas, sure. it's just a disappointment for, for me with Rahm this week. Yeah, totally agree. Disappointing. And I, I think the thing about Rahm, I think he has very very like his game is very good in majors I, I think some of these top players you don't necessarily like as much in majors because they're like maybe a Webb simpson for instance um who you know he had a, had a pretty good week but i, I don't think of him as really going to go out there and have an easy time beating all the best players yes he's won a major and, and yes we know it can happen but i just think rom can beat stacked yeah. fields yeah, I, I've kind of said my piece, but I'll say one more thing. Um, I, I guess when I look at it, when you when you look at the Masters or a major tournament, there's everyone wants to go in and win, but there's actually probably just a handful of people that will be disappointed if they don't win. Like yeah. that, that, that's how much mm-hmm. expectation. And so I, I kind of agree with you with JT and with Rom that I mean they are disappointed if they don't win. I mean they're not happy with the top ten, not happy with the top five. So I guess I'm kind of coming around with that, but. And and particularly given their position after two rounds, too. Yes, I think. 100%. Yep. Um, okay, well, guys, I think that pretty much wraps us up for the Masters. We got uh, an upcoming... Yeah, I know. 144 days to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I got some more questions, but we'll, we're running real <laughs> long here. So, upcoming tournament next week, we've got the RSM Classic. Um, Adam, you've made the note here that 33 players from the Masters field are at the RSM Classic, so it's a, it's a decent field there. Yeah, I'm sure um, some will drop out um, this Monday, but yeah, as of right now. Um, so yeah, we're we're right back on the horse. Gonna gonna get some previews out this week, hey guys. Yeah, got something to look forward to again. 
None of, the, none of these, like, oh, 98 of the best players. I want to get some of these scrubs in here and figure out who's going to play well. Um, any any schedules for this week you wanted to mention? I, I mean, we'll be doing the usual thing. We'll have, uh, you know, DFS previews on YouTube, and I'm assuming we'll be doing a Twitch show live on likely Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, look out for those. Follow on, yep. uh, on Twitter to catch, catch everything that comes out. Yep, absolutely. Right on. Well, thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all our videos on YouTube uh, at Grandstand Golf and check out our webpage, grandstandgolf.com, for all the content. Um, I hope you enjoyed the Masters as much as we did, Mm -hmm. and we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care, everyone. See you guys. See you next time, guys.